The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Fred, what? Sorry I called you a moron. No, you're not. I am. That's your That's your game. I apologize. <laughs> trying to grow uh it, it's it's too late this is just like you can't accept my apology well, no listen this is just like God, the, you're such a moron see, just accept the apology see, this, this is just what i was telling you about twitter it's like you get into a twitter I, I conversation can't mute you <laughs> yeah sure you can you know what there's a cough button right there just push that oh wait i have to push mine yeah that's yours uh what a good first hour it was fun full of uh <laughs> full of best friends doing best no, friends stuff. It's basically just aj showing his man love for a white running back i think we know where all this comes from uh <laughs> must be warm in there for you too aaron yeah it's a toasty yeah Did i you- put on like five layers because the building is 40 degrees yeah. so when i'm doing show prep out there when i'm shivering and i can't feel my hands when you walk out the door i mean it's almost like a wall hits you of cold yeah, yeah. Uh, but in here, it's now gotten like it's gotten hot. And well, I feel a yeah. little bit bad for Patrick Creighton because, but also Patrick Creighton doesn't. He's like kind of like Josh. He, he likes he, it cold. He prefers cold. So, but I, I had to turn the heater off in here. It's too hot. Yeah, it's. But yeah, if you walk outside there, it's thirty degrees. Right, colder. it's like it's walking into an ice box. Yeah. Um, Field Yates, are you familiar with his work? Um, yeah, I like to call him Field. His name, well, that's his name, is or Field Fi. Yates. Sometimes I call him Fi. His name is Field Yates. Um, he he wrote a story. He you remember? I guess it was a month ago when we talked about this on the show. When Schefter he was sort of saying that there could be up to eighteen teams with new quarterbacks, yeah. which the number seems high now, but there's going to be a lot certainly. Well, Field said. I wanted to dig deeper into that landscape, and here we are a month out from the start of the new league year, and Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, uh, they've all started, you know, they've got new jobs. Dak Prescott and Cam Newton are free agents, and obviously the Deshaun thing is still up in the air, so he said, let's take a look at who we expect to be starting for each team in 2021. You know what? I think he basically lifted this directly from a Schefter tweet. He may have because well, he and, he gives Schefter credit in the, oh, okay. in the article. Okay, so yeah. He says so. He did. He lifted it directly. He from said, the I, tweet. "I took what Schefter said and I wanted to break it down and go into what I expect each team to have." And and by the way, I I love Adam Schefter as a reporter. He's really trying so hard to turn into hot take guy, and that's where the money is. I, I know it is, but he's bad at it. I gotta tell you. All right, go ahead. Okay, he says these are in order from the locks at the top to the teams I'm less sure about at the bottom. Okay. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Ooh, glad you got that one right. I think that's a lock. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, It's funny to say, I'll be honest, 
Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Seattle, Russell Wilson. He's got three and four on his locks list. Josh Allen, Buffalo. I think should I'd, probably be right behind Patrick Mahomes yeah, as the lock. I think I'd put him ahead of of Russell Wilson because I, I mean, I, I don't know how serious they are in Seattle, but it seems like there's some problems there. I put Josh Allen above everybody not named Patrick Mahomes because there's still a possibility. Brady says, "Oh, you know what." I'm done, guys. I've I've had a good yeah, run. I'm I done. I think he wants to play another couple of years, though. I do too, but I'm saying it's, yeah. it seems less. I, I would likely. say Allen is Allen and Lamar Jackson would be safer than Lamar those guys. Jackson right behind yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, Kyler Murray, Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, Chargers, Justin Herbert, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. This one doesn't feel as locky to me, but Dallas, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I don't know that that's a lock because I don't need, I. I I wonder if the whole Russell Russell Wilson stuff to Dallas doesn't make a ton of sense. If Dak plays on the franchise tag again this year, $37.7 million is what he would make coming off a major injury. And what does Russ make this year? Like I think it's 35. I think it's yeah. less. So I've I've always I would always love the idea of Russell Wilson to the Cowboys. Uh it's so here's a couple that I'm surprised are lower down the list than Dak Prescott. Okay. Joe Burrow, Jose, which I mean, it's possible his knee's not ready to go. But other than that, he's, yeah, he's the week one star. Yeah, he's the guy. Matt Ryan. I, I could see I the think, Falcons I, using a pick on a quarterback here. I think by now that if, if there was going to be a move with Matt Ryan, I think it would have happened. I think the teams that really unless the Bears get involved, well, I, I can't see Matt Ryan moving right now. Matt Ryan being traded would be very punitive. <laughs> To from a, a a financial standpoint to the Falcons, and I don't think that they're in a position to say not only are we going to trade Matt Ryan away and like trade away a guy who's still pretty good, but we're going to take a big hit for doing it. I don't think they want to. You, you have to get extra stuff back though, just like when the Lions traded Stafford. Who, by the way, Stafford should be on that lock list because yeah, they just traded for him. Well, this is, these are the returning starters. Okay, so the, there's a new one for there's a second category for new starters. Okay, new, but homes new, new starters who are locks. Yes, I mean you don't trade for Matt Stafford if he's not your starter. But Matt, Matt Ryan, like I could, the Falcons don't pick this high very often, so it wouldn't be a shock if they took a quarterback. But Matt Ryan will still take the snaps week one while whoever that quarterback is, whoever that project quarterback they take, sits and watches. The one caveat to that, if they get the guy they want that they think is ready at at five and the 49ers are willing to give up a haul. For Matt Ryan? Yeah. You think about it, right? Yeah. You get your quarterback? Yeah. If you can trade trade him for a nice haul, certainly. But I... I, I, I... I wouldn't unlikely. do it. I wouldn't do it. I would. I would stay status quo and try to because uh, I think that roster is a lot closer than a team like say the Texans. But <laughs> everyone's closer. But you that. know what? I keep saying that every year, and every year they suck. Yeah. So maybe it is time to pull the plug on them. Uh, Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not feeling so good about that. Well, he's he's uh, low near the bottom list of teams with returning starters. Yeah, I just I mean he wants to rework it, but it sounds like you know they they may be setting things up here for a divorce. Uh, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. You know, I think Minnesota would love to upgrade there. I think they probably I'm have sure some they would love to also, but I, I think they're kind of stuck for at least another year before they can move on. I keep hearing that they're going to get rid of this guy. I don't understand why, but Derek Carr, 
the Raiders. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. I think the only way they would do it is if they could get Deshaun Watson, and I don't see them being able. to He's get got Deshaun. two years left on his deal. His his deal actually, as much as it was criticized early on, that's a pretty team friendly. It's contract. worked out, man. Yeah. Um. I I think he's. I think he's better than people. I, he's one of the more underrated guys in the league, given given what he's got around him from a talent standpoint and a coaching standpoint. I think Derek Carr's underrated. Uh, Agreed. Jim Garoppolo. Uh, I would say he's. there's got to be a target on that back, right? Okay. I think all these guys for the rest By of the, the way, list. Cap number for uh, Carr this year, $22 million. That's value. Next, next year, $19 million. And if you wanted to cut him, no dead money if you cut him next year. So, I mean, that's extreme value. Sorry, didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. Just, just throwing that out there. Uh, Jimmy G, Jalen Hurts in Philly. I, I don't, oof. yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I would say, I wouldn't be shocked if they're not signing somebody to compete with him. Here's the bottom three. Tua with Miami. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that this guy, they're going to give him another year. I still see... A, a lot in him, even though Darnold, no Daniel Jones. Oh, I like Daniel Jones. I I think you could do worse than Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones wasn't playing in New York, people would be saying, you know what, Daniel Jones, he, he still got some upside to him. But the pressure on him there is just so great. Yeah, well, it's New York. What do you and want? the last guy on the returning starters list, Drew Locke. Yeah. I'm sure the Broncos would love to not have Drew Locke. But who knows? Right. Okay, here's the teams. So he's forecasting 21 teams to keep their starters from last year. So here's the but that 11. that doesn't mean there's going to be 18 new quarterbacks, AJ. Well, he, well, that was Schefter. This is Field Yates. Yeah, but he's also he's riffing off of Schefter on this. So don't we have to put the disclaimer that, boy, Schefter was wrong about this? Well, I think that's what Field Yates is trying to tell you. Okay. He says, I think Field Yates was overestimating. Or he th- I think Schefter was overestimated. Okay, but then we took that story seriously because he said it, and I said it was ridiculous, and you made fun of me. Just uh, to put that out. Teams with new starters, and these are the locks, obviously. Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. Th- those. Two yeah, are- yeah, you're you're pretty much stuck with. I mean, the Lions have to start him, and and you know, the, I mean, the Rams don't trade for him unless they think that makes him a Super Bowl contender, which I think it does. I'm I'm on the record of saying I that. think Carson Wentz is a lock to be the starter for for Indy. Although he's supposed to compete. Uh, yeah, but let, let's face it you don't you don't give up what they gave up. You hope that you hope that he's going to be the yes. starter. If he's not, then that's if he doesn't start day one there, then you have to worry that he really is broken and they screwed up. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. That's probably safe. I think it's pretty safe. The Saints. I don't know what they're going to do. It says Jameis Winston. I don't know if they can afford Hymas. If you look at uh, their cap situation, they're going to have to do some bloodletting. They can fix most of it, but you're not going to be able to pay him starter money. And and what if somebody else does? You got some other teams out there. And what if what if the Broncos say, you know what? So if it's not Jameis, then it's Taysom Hill. I'm, I'm guessing, or a draft pick. <sighs> I mean, that's that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't, because they can't go out and spend on somebody. I'll be honest. I don't like any of the of those options. I don't either. Jameis, Taysom Hill, or a late first round quarterback. Yeah. No thanks on all of those. Carolina, Deshaun Watson. That's what Field Yates is uh, is throwing out there, um, which we've discussed plenty yeah. enough today. So I, I don't know if that'll work out or not. New England, Marcus Mariota. That's an interesting one. And I know there's some interest in him. And I think that's a guy who, uh, ironically enough, 
could have a Ryan Tannehill type resurgence in the right situation, and so. New England would be it. It can't be Cam. We know that. No. It can't be. No, it won't be. Uh, football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Makes sense. Texans, projected 2021 starter, Justin Fields. And that's obviously assuming a Deshaun trade. Uh, Jets, Zach Wilson. Bears, Sam Darnold. Mm. He's saying that's part two of the Jets prediction. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so that's the uh, that's thirty two. Uh, so who knows how many? I mean, I, this is all just his projections. I don't know Chicago. That, that Sam Darnold doesn't make a lot of sense for Chicago. Chicago's so close. Yeah, like you want someone who you like, yeah, Marcus Mariota would make more sense in Chicago. Yes, because you've seen him actually be good. Yeah. So I, it, it, for the Bears, it's got to either be like you know what make more sense than Sam Darnold for the Bears. Ryan Fitzpatrick would make more sense than Sam Darnold. I think they'd win more games with him. I think so too. Yeah. So uh, there's your 32 predictions. I don't I don't know what you feel about Justin Fields. Uh, you know what? We're overdue for a break. Okay. When we come back, I'll tell you exactly what I think of Justin Fields. All right. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. Number 713-780-3776. We were talking during the break about the uh, UH loss. Yeah. I think probably takes them off the the one line, or off the two line, um, which... The difference between two and three is kind of negligible. Um, but, and I was saying it wasn't a horrible loss. It wasn't like the East Carolina loss where you right. go, how the hell? That should have never if happened. If you're a good yeah. team, you don't lose to them. Wichita is not that. Wichita is a decent team. What happened last night, and it's disappointing because UH got out to like a 12-point a lead in the first half. Yeah. And that's, that's you probably shouldn't blow leads like that if you're a really good team. But we talked about, why this Wichita team, not like like past Wichita teams, or uh, unlike past Wichita teams, isn't a great three point shooting team? Well, they they shot ten of twenty two from three last night. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's gonna happen. Like it, you know, it's it, it wasn't a gross loss. It's just it it comes at a bad time, and like you were saying during the break. It, we, we, you don't even consider everything UH had going on to travel to Wichita while, yeah. while the snow apocalypse is happening. Yeah, with no power and no water. All the stuff we're all dealing with, if you just think about it, if we, if we were just talking about on a, on Twitch, it's like if we had to go do a show somewhere out of town or we had to fly to while all this was going on, I don't think we'd turn in our best effort. And, you know, so not to excuse the loss, but it, it, it was kind of a crappy thing to make them go play in this. But, you know, and they've also had two COVID cancellations, so I'm sure they wanted to get out and play. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a horrible loss, but it's not, you know, not ideal. So I was going to tell you why I don't want Justin Fields. Okay. Um, we talk about USC quarterbacks and how they tend not to work out in the NFL. 
I think part of the problem is we don't think of Ohio State guys as system quarterbacks. But under Meyer and now Day, these are system quarterbacks that put up really big numbers in college and get to the NFL. Not so good. Braxton Miller was the first of them. Well, they didn't think of him as a quarterback in the NFL, and he didn't make it as a receiver either. JT Barrett, how'd he do? Not, I mean, not well. How'd Cardell Jones do in the not, NFL? Not well. How, well, how'd he do in the XFL? Not well. Um, yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. We saw how that worked out. These are all guys out of the system. Now, Justin Fields was a highly regarded guy and uh, and technically was a Georgia guy before he transferred, but his numbers are not all that, m- not much more spectacular than what those other guys did. Well, you want to talk about Georgia quarterbacks since Matt Stafford? Yeah. But so here's the deal, though. It's, it's tough to say, well, you played for this team. Must mean you're not a good quarterback. Uh, it, that's I, I made that mistake about Aaron Rodgers once. No, but I mean, but the thing is, a lot of people made that mistake because go look at all the guys before him that failed, and and look at all the the and it's funny because all these uh, air raid guys, nobody wanted them until Patrick Mahomes hit. Now Baker Mayfield's number one. Yeah. Now Kyler Murray's number one. But I mean, if you if you there has at, to be if a you first one. Texas Tech guys and said you're going to take Patrick Mahomes in the first round. How would these other Texas Tech guys work out? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough, it, and I'm not I'm not crazy about Justin Fields. I don't know that I'm I'm out on him because he came from Ohio State as much as. But to me, it's like USC. They surround him with so much talent. They always have a great offensive line. They've always got a great running back to hand the ball off to. I'm not saying anybody can run that offense, um, but you could make that same argument about you can make Clemson. Some, well, you can make that argument about Alabama too. And you'd be right more often than not. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. That's why I think people had concerns about Deshaun. That's why there are people who, who aren't one hundred percent sold on Trevor Lawrence. It's like, look what's around Fools. him. Yeah, well, I mean, that's we'll find out. But um, I think that I, I'm I'm gonna pass. Plus, I'm just not crazy about him as a player. I'm not crazy about him as a passer. Uh, he can run very well, but he's kind of a straightforward runner, which I, I think is it, it takes him a little bit to get going, which isn't as effective to me in the NFL, uh, I'm, I'm going to pass. And so if I'm wrong and he turns into a superstar, you guys can say, well, you were wrong about him. So uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to build my franchise around him. I'll, I'll take Zach Wilson over him. Yeah. I, I mean, which again, I like, you know, my take on the quarterbacks in this class yeah. outside of Trevor Lawrence. I just, I don't want any of them. I, I but I guess, and this is really dumb and probably unfair and, for me and, to say. And by the way, everybody mentioning Troy Smith. I was talking specifically about the Urban Meyer Day era. But even Troy, I mean, is Troy Smith like a wildly successful? No, uh, no but I mean, he, he's an example of that. But uh, that's a different era, different offense. So uh, no, that doesn't, that doesn't, not pertinent to the discussion we're having. I, I guess I still can't get And Justin Fields obviously proved himself as a college player. I still can't get past the fact that he left Georgia because he didn't want to compete with Jake Fromm. Like, yeah, that's that, yeah, just, that's just a turnoff to me. How Jake Fromm work out in the NFL? <sighs> just saying. Um, so yeah, that that's one. And then the fact that uh, he didn't. I mean, you know, he got in that system and he did well. But boy, when he played a good defense, you know, it, it's that that's the thing that concerns me. And that's not saying he. That's not to say he won't be a success. I would just not invest a high pick. 
Now, I'm also the guy who won't invest high picks in quarterbacks unless I think they're special. But we know how the NFL is. You, He's going to go higher than he should. Wilson's going to go higher than he should because the value in those guys is so much higher than it should be. And, and to me, I, I, I like Wilson behind Lawrence. But I think the difference between the first pick and, say, maybe 17 is where he should go mid to late first round. And, you know, and then Fields, I think, you know, to me, I, he'd be off my ticket unless I just was desperate and we got to the second round. Just, or you just forgot to mention Troy Smith. No, I did not forget to mention Troy Smith. Did I, I specifically laid it out for you guys. Did I not? Since Urban Meyer has put his system in, these are the quarterbacks. Which Ryan Day is still technically. And Ryan Day is running the same system. So, yeah, come on, guys. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And B. Hannon asked, what college produces the best quarterbacks? It, it just it, it varies. I mean, for a while, Miami was cranking them out like crazy. Uh, right now, you'd have to say Clemson. Oh, you're talking about like in the 80s, Miami. Yeah, but I mean, like right now, it's probably Clemson. Yeah. I mean, if, if if Trevor Lawrence works out, that's two... Which I assume he will, but... I do, too. Two pretty high-level guys. Uh, but I also... It's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, when you look at the, the top guys in the league right now, like, Lamar Jackson went to Louisville. Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech. Josh yeah. Allen went to Wyoming. I mean, it's it's sort of some hodgepodge. You yeah, know? I mean, it, it. there's not one school that's just cranking them out. Uh, I mean, other than Clemson, probably because this next kid looks like he's going to be pretty damn yeah. good too. But yeah, I mean, it, it just it it there isn't one school that does that. Like there there were for a long time there were schools that Notre Dame used to do yeah, it. They, Miami well, used to Notre do it. Had a bunch of busts too, though. Yeah, Rick Myra, remember him going third yeah. overall? I was thinking pre that though. Well, they had Montana and and uh, who else? Uh, maybe, maybe Montana was a third round pick too. People forget that. BYU used to have some good ones. BYU did have a, a nice stretch of quarterbacks. So maybe, I guess Lavelle Zach Edwards. Wilson's the guy. Uh, hmm. <laughs> um, do you think there's any merit that Fields and Watson share the same agent? That's why the Texans won't take him. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, until Deshaun's. I mean, if, if Deshaun is still here, the Texans won't take him because it wouldn't make sense. So, and, and also, if. Deshaun's still here. The Texans don't have a pick to take Justin Fields, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and, and if if I I would hope that's not the reasoning, because I've said before the Texans have to stop letting personal feelings about things dictate who they take in drafts. Uh, this goes back to Derek Carr, yeah. which everybody's saying there's no way the Texans but will take a y- car. You know what though? I, I could see that because I mean they're hiring all Easter be Jesus people yep. and if they don't want to deal with this agent anymore guess what he's out this thing is such a bleeping it joke it really is it's just a joke and you know name one good Miami quarterback mm, Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly Jim Kelly pretty good good at sport yeah Bernie Kosar had a really good career Bernie again Chester I was Bernie. talking about the 80s man yeah we're not talking about you know I, I know some of you are awful young and you don't you're not talking you're Kelly. not talking about uh, Derek King and Nikosi Perry yeah All right, quick break. It is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. ESPN 97.5.
97.5. Please am I. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And talking about these quarterbacks coming out, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out now, which I think is mostly bull bleep, because we know Jacksonville's taking Trevor Lawrence. There's not... It's, there's no uh, debate about that. 99.9%. But supposedly multiple NFL teams have BYU quarterback Zach Wilson rated as a better prospect than I, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, I, here's I'm here's why you say are, that. Those are teams who have no chance of drafting him. Uh, I think that's part of it. I think the, the flip side is when somebody does draft him, they can say, oh, we had him rated higher than Trevor Lawrence. And they can sell it that way. And I think the other thing, too, is... Um, yeah, I, I don't know why you spread misinformation like that thinking Jacksonville is going to look at it and go, oh, you know what? Ooh, uh, there's you, people who think he's better. You, I guess we better you, take him. You guys are right. We're going to take Zach Wilson. Thank you so much. And then the Jets are like, you know, me in the shower this morning. They're so excited. Uh, that, that Yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that gets leaked before the draft. Uh, and the other thing, too, that I thought was funny Um so NFL draft insider Matt Miller says one F- NFL team has Wilson over Lawrence. Yeah, guess what? You guys don't have that pick. As long as it's not the Jaguars, then it doesn't matter who has him over Wilson, uh, over Lawrence. But um, June Jones had Lawrence rated as the third best quarterback in the draft. All right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I mean, this is... You know what? You know who the best team that that Zach Wilson played against this year was Coastal Carolina. Yeah. But, and they lost. And they lost. Like, it, like uh, you, but, can't, you can't compare what Trevor Lawrence no, has been up to to what Zach Wilson's no, been No, and to. really, it, it, it was a one-year deal for Wilson for the most part. And listen, I like this guy a lot. I watched every BYU game. I think he's going to be really good. But, to, uh, but if, there's no way in hell that I'm going to be the guy drafting over Trevor Lawrence. And he had a fantastic season. They had an easy schedule. Uh, he did. He was very consistent. I mean, the guy only threw three picks all year. But yeah, but against who? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they they didn't their schedule. I mean, the, the, they played Coastal. They played Boise. They played Houston. Those those are the only teams that were even decent wins. And Boise wasn't Boise this year, and UH wasn't very good, and they lost to Coastal. So. And before this year, he was nine and nine as a starter. Yeah, over his first two years. Now guys do get better. We see it. Sure. And I think he did did take a step near the end of last year, which is is kind of what Jose Burrow did. But Trevor Lawrence lost two games yeah. in three years at Clemson, and really played one bad game his entire time he was there. Yeah. Although you could argue that they. I mean, when Clemson's winning the national championship, they played real teams. And then we got the playoffs, they played real teams. But he also played Alabama in the national championship yeah. and pulled their pants down, yeah. a team that was basically an NFL team. Yeah, uh, although this year's Alabama a little, little bit better. Yes. But he also played against a bunch of donkeys, too. That's the thing. The uh, 
the ACC hasn't been much either, but there's a big difference between an ACC schedule versus what BYU yeah. played. Yeah, especially this schedule. And, and it wasn't BYU's fault because they had Power Five teams on their schedule. It and just, they, and yeah, and and the years prior, they played a lot of Pac-12 teams, right? And, the, uh, and Big Ten teams. They, they play. They played Tennessee, an SEC team. Um, so it's it's not like the the BYU was dodging anybody this year. It's just no. that the way that COVID yeah. worked out, they they played a bunch of teams like, that. It's like were Cincinnati, just not good. Cincinnati, same thing. I mean, they had, um, you know, they had good teams on their schedule. Just the things didn't work out. Um, I also asked, would you take June Jones as head coach over David Culley? Listen, <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to ask that because I, honestly, you know what? I'll 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 answer that and I'll say no. Because I don't know what David Culley is as an NFL head coach, so at least there's some kind of... He might be a 65-year-old genius. Maybe I've, so. I've seen June's... And June June can coach at lower levels in the NFL. Yes. And and still coach very well. And I think he'd still be a really good offensive coordinator in the NFL. But And I think June, if you put June in, in you know a, a random Mountain West school or something like that, they'd probably have some success. But June Jones as an NFL head coach in 2021, no thanks. By the so, way, is it harder for you now to like when you're talking about the current day to to say 2021 as opposed to 2020? Well, after this week, it feels like 2020. Still. It does. I keep yeah. wanting to say in 2020. This this week feels like it's been two weeks, man. It really does. I mean, to Wednesday, I thought it had been a week, mainly because you're just sitting in a room doing nothing. Uh, and, and listen, there are guys who who suck in college. I mean. Chuck brings up what was Allen's record at Wyoming, but that team around him was terrible. Somebody else brought up uh, Mahomes at Tech, and it's like, well... He had a losing record. Yeah. But at least he was playing in a... I mean... Uh, but but see, that... But, won but, like it was a great... But again, these are outliers. Most of the guys who do well in the NFL won at college. reason I, lo- I loved Russell Wilson so much, he won, he won at two places. He was good at North Carolina State, then he goes to Wisconsin, and he's great at Wisconsin... I mean, to me, that's a that's a really good sign. He made both those teams better because he was there. Uh, but there, are, of course, there's outliers to everything. Just like Tom Brady being the 199th overall pick, right? It doesn't mean you're going to find Tom Brady in in the sixth round every year. But that's uh, yeah, and that and that's why there were questions about Mahomes. Mahomes might have gone number one overall if Tech hadn't have been so bad. But he also had a really awful defense. He also uh, in in college he took a lot of chances. He threw a lot of weird passes that got intercepted. Well, and he also had history of Texas Tech quarterbacks working against him. Yeah. But then history of Mike Leach quarterbacks. But he also gets to the NFL and he gets Andy Reid coaching him up and getting a lot of the crap out of his game. Yeah. So. (laughs) Tim Tebow just retired from baseball. Easterby's going to bring him in to be the new starter. That would would be a very Texan thing to do. (laughs) Shout out to the fish. Oh, God. <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That's who's running your franchise. Yep. Uh, That's funny right there. I don't care. No, it's not. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. People are stuck with this. I can't believe people are comparing Josh Allen to Zach Wilson. Josh Allen won the potato bowl, okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dare you. No, I, I think... I think he might have been the Potato Bowl MVP. Look that up if Josh Allen was the Potato Bowl MVP, Aaron. I bet he was. But, I mean, Allen had, had, uh, didn't have a great TD to interception ratio his no. senior year. But Allen was a different – like, 
Zach Wilson's 6'3", 205 pounds. Josh Allen is like 6'6", 240, and, and runs like a 4'5", 40. Yeah. He's like a, a freak show. So Zach Wilson's like a regular dude who, I, I mean, I, there's not like this wild athletic upside, that, which normally, if you when you see guys, and even really in Mahomes' case, you see there's some physical tools for Mahomes', Mahomes arm being the, the thing. You see some physical tools that you say, okay, that's something I can't teach a person. Right. So let's let's take this raw prospect and try and mold it into something. That's why people like guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen who don't have a ton of college success, but they've got cartoonish physical traits. And guess what? You miss on that too because there was a guy that had that named Mitchell Trubisky. That is true. Yeah. Although he, he turned it around at the end of the year. But that's why Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt was able to get a look because Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt had a cannon attached to his left shoulder. So people were like, well, let's try and work with that. Let's see what we can turn that into. Jay Cutler was left-handed? Yeah. Sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't Jay think Jay Cutler so. was right-handed. Yeah, I, think I don't even know why I said left-handed. But, uh, I don't either. But Jay Cutler had a cannon, and that makes people go, ooh. Yeah, so did Jamarcus Russell. He, but why? that's why he went yeah. number one overall. Yeah. But they, they, that's that's typically what gets you drafted if you, gets you drafted high if you play at a small school or if you don't have success in college is you've got physical tools that can't be taught. I don't know that Zach Wilson has those things. Um, I think he's got a plus arm. I think he's got, he's got a good arm. He doesn't have like a Josh Allen no, or a, but he's also, Marcus Russell arm. But he also has really good pocket presence, at least at the college level. Now, sometimes that doesn't translate because once a big boy hits you, Right, and we see this all the time with guys. That, well, and once you start to see NFL defensive players, right, your pocket presence changes. Right, uh, that's why you. I mean, you you kind of overlook the flaws of guys like Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes in college because you say, okay, it's going to be tougher when they start to see NFL defenses, but this is their ceiling. I just Zach Wilson doesn't feel like a high ceiling guy to me. Uh, you know what I think Zach Wilson could be. I and mean, you can laugh at this you want. I think Zach Wilson could be Tony Romo. I think that's his ceiling. Okay. Uh, maybe and maybe turn the ball over a little less, but he's he's got that kind of escape ability. Uh, he does have out of pocket playmaking ability. He can yeah, run a little. It's it's not a crazy comp. Uh, I mean, but again, I mean that if that that's your ceiling, that's. But when did Tony Romo get drafted? Well, he didn't. Exactly. That's the difference. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean that again though. That's it, it's a lot of those guys. That, that don't get drafted, you just get plum lucky. Yeah, and so if I think if he works out, that's going to be that'll be your ceiling. But if Tony Romo were six foot six and and had a rocket arm, he goes in the first round. He he would have gotten even in it, you know directional Illinois. You still get drafted. Well, I mean, I wasn't paying enough attention to draft stuff back then, but I feel like like would it be fair to say maybe Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco was at Delaware six six two forty eight. He w- I mean. Whoever looked at Delaware as, you know, oh, God, we got to get the QB coming out of freaking right. Delaware. But Joe like, Flacco was, but he, he's an arm talent yes. guy. He was also Everybody a, guy, he was also a guy who was at... Yeah, uh, he was a power five He was a power five guy who transferred. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, well, I guess he was a Big East guy before, uh, so I don't know if he was a power five guy because Pitt wasn't in the in the ACC yet, but he was still a bigger... Uh, yeah, but at the, the time, was, at the time, the Big East was... Was a real football conference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Josh Allen... 
MVP of the Potato Bowl. Damn he went right 11 he for 19 for 154 yards and three touchdowns. What did All he right. rush for, though? Huh? Huh? He was not one of the top rushers, so oh, he's not no. listed. Uh, Listen, stop trying to poo-poo his Potato Bowl performance. Hey, they do for... who they play? Almost 200 Central yards. Michigan. Central Michigan. That's right. Take that, Are, are they the best Michigan of the... The directionals, is it central, western, or is it? It's not western. Okay. Uh, typically, I think I think central has the Chippewas. Yeah. I think yeah, they the have Chippewas. the most success. About the, the eastern Michigan. Yeah, there's eastern Michigan. What yeah. about northern Michigan? There's no northern Michigan. What about southern no. Michigan? Uh, there's no southern Michigan. No. There's I east, guess northern Michigan would technically be Canada. It's that weird. Uh, yeah. the, they call it the the Upper Peninsula, mm. and those are apparently real weird folk up there. the Wang. Yeah, those are those are odd fellas up there. Everybody I know from Michigan calls them youpers. Yeah, and I don't know how I would compare it. Like what? What? Who in Texas we would who like we would call our youpers? It's probably like folks from like people that happily live out in Odessa. Uh, may, I mean, I guess maybe that's it. But it, but I don't think the people in Odessa are really weird. And and like the people who live in those places, like outsiders look at people from Texas and they all assume we're the people who live in Odessa. Yeah. Like, they all assume we're wearing spurs and or, have cowboy or, hats. Or Midland. Or that big belt buckle that Jack Easterby was talking about. You put your fingers behind and say, everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. God, I You know what him. I'm saying? I, mean, I hate him. <laughs> He's your de facto owner. That's your, a guy who's... Not my owner. Not mine. Not my, not my owner. I didn't vote for him. Uh... Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. 713-780, ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to play it. I'm going to have to make a decision pretty quickly, but leaning towards the under in Blackhawks Hurricanes. I just got to run some numbers real quick. But uh, yeah, six is the total, so I'll, I'll leaning under there. What was the final in that Ottawa game? Uh, seven to three. <laughs> yeah, that was, that I said, that was my second biggest play of the year. And then uh, the other game was under five and a half. And of course, after I bet it on my bookie, it went to five, but they still only scored four goals. So it worked out. Um, Moving lines, Freddie boy. Moving lines. I, I, I was joking with um, Aaron before the show about it, but apparently now when I bet on my bookie on a hockey game, if it's on a half, it'll move the other way. That was me last year when I was uh, when I would I would give out pregame used to not have it, they didn't in their software they didn't have the extra games on the college basketball board, and I went on like probably a twenty and two streak. Giving out a free play in the in the, uh, yeah. the forums there on an extra game, yeah. And as soon as I would give it out, the line would move. And I mean, obviously, those are that's a very you know very very fluid market. The but yeah, the, the, it, the hockey you would think there'd be enough volume in hockey that it wouldn't make that big of a difference. I, I think my bookie kind of has me flagged, just like my our, our other site does, because when I make a bet on there, it 
it I would say six out of fifteen bets it'll move the line. And then everybody starts jumping on it because we talked about it. I don't think a whole hell of a lot of people are playing hockey overs, to be honest. No, or unders- I, would- I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what the volume is on it. I guess I could find that out. Then we're talking about quarterbacks. Behind it says uh, UH Andre Ware, Kevin Cobb, Case Keenum. You know who you know who you guys always leave off that list? Is Greg Ward. Yeah. And Greg Ward was the the winningest quarterback out of all of those guys. Um he wasn't there as long as Case, so he didn't win as many games. But uh and by the way, turned into a fairly functional receiver in yep. the NFL. Too small to play quarterback, but yeah. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. It is time for your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. Man, I had I had a bunch of good ones today, and then Danish Ken sent me this one. I'm like, I got to go with this. So a an elderly couple... 82-year-old Herbert Parrish and his 79-year-old wife, Lois, Herbie, heard a knock on their back door. It quickly turned into a life-or-death situation. Uh, the person on the other side claimed to be looking for a white chihuahua and asked if anyone had seen it. Just as uh, Lois started to, or Lois started to close the door, the man, identified as 61-year-old Harold Runnels, forced his way inside the home and pulled a large knife. Uh-oh. Uh, he said, I felt we're gone. He's going to kill us and take what he can take, said Herbert Parrish. Uh, Herbert Parrish, 82-year-old Vietnam War veteran. Oh, got said, him. He was not going to go out that door and leave us alive. That's the way I felt. That's why I said I've got to do something quick to get the edge on him. And uh, he basically beat the crap out of this guy. Uh, the guy tried to attacked Lois, the wife, and... Uh, he basically reached for a nearby shotgun and used the barrel to beat the home invader unconscious. Damn. <laughs> and if you're a turd, it's going to come back to and you. Guess what happened to that turd? He died from injury sustained oh, during the attack. Well, uh, the parishes were injured, but are expected to make a full recovery. But uh, how about an 82 year old kicking some ass to save his wife? Hell yeah, Bubba. Uh, a Vietnam veteran, and uh, they're going to survive, but. He acted quick, man. It's like, ah, this guy's going to kill us, so here we go. Good for him, man. Which is what you're supposed to think in a situation like that. Well, I'm already dead, so, you know. I kind of want to send him a bottle of whiskey. Yeah? Yeah, I do, too. I kind of want to send him a German Shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, like, like, if some guy walked in and pulled a knife, he'd be dealing with both my dogs. Oh, not mine. Only Uh, one. Well, the the thing the is, the one would make a lot of noise, but do absolutely no. The, the little one would go after him first, and then the big one would go to protect the little one. So they, yeah, um, and and the big one still, even though she's old, dude, I would not want That's that fighting her. Yeah, I would not want that dog on me, man. She can, yeah. But anyway, that as Flea says, that's a badass. So shout out, uh, thanks, Danish Ken, for sending me that. And uh, Herbert, nice job beating the crap out of that guy. And guess what? You know what? I'm not sorry about that. That guy died. Yeah. Getting you know a little callback yeah. to yesterday's conversation. Yeah. If you're and, turd, it comes back to you. Yeah, and that is yours, Zadok Jewelers, Jim of the day. The Jim of the day. It's the Jim of the day. The Zadok Jeweler, Jim of the day. All right. 
My girl's getting fat. She hasn't been on a walk in six days. Oh yeah, we that that's been the only problem being downtown is there's not a lot of areas to take them. Um, and like the 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 first night when there was snow, neither one of them wanted to use to go to the bathroom. Yeah. It just freaked them out. But I've been taking them on some fairly long walks now that it, it's there's not ice all over the place. I've been selfish. I don't want to leave the house. Yeah, but you have a yard. You can just let them out in the yard. Yeah, yeah. So this, they, we we have a a small front yard. Like middle of the night, one of them needs to go out. They're using the front yard. I'm not letting them out of the gate. Right. But being in a hotel, they we got no choice. So they, yeah. So I've been taking it's and I'm I like I went about being in a hotel. You could just let them use the restroom in the hallway at the floor below you. Eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, it's like all right, just go in the shower. Geez, nobody cares. But uh, no, it, so I've I've been able to get some walking in for both of them, and and actually. It's been really weird because you know I'm worried about the older dog because she's she's at least 13 now and she's been pretty slow lately. But for some reason, boy, she's bounding all over the place since we we went down there Monday. In fact, I she went up and down eight flights of stairs with me when the elevator was crowded. So maybe maybe this is uh maybe she's just flashing back to when we lived in Houston House too because she loved that. All right, you know what I love having here. And that's what you get from Doctor Linville. And, uh, guys, I, I had given up. I was going to shave it. I had, and we talked to a couple of potential clients, and they had this weird stuff. It's like, man, that, is just, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't want to do that. And let's see, Dr. Linville, it's kind of my last call, and he starts telling me about his procedure called the neograph, where he takes it off the back of your head and puts it where it's missing. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds kind of cool because it's your own hair. And I said, does it work? And he goes, well, what do you think of my hair? I, go, I think your hair looks great. He goes, well, guess what? I had it done, and that was a selling point for me. And I think if you go to 975hair.com, set up your free consultation, and meet Dr. Linville, you'll be sold too. In my case, they moved 2,451 follicles, and yeah, I needed a lot, right? And you probably don't need as much, but especially if you're a younger person and you're starting to lose that hair, now is the time to get it done before people start noticing. Just go to 975hair.com, set up your consultation. He just wants to help people like you, like me, and even himself. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. Stay up to date with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map.